The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Are you trying to understand your destiny? Are you trying to predict your destiny? Are you trying to create your destiny? This show is for you. The word destiny gets thrown around quite a bit, both in and out of the New Age, New Thought worlds. We hear it on the news. We hear it everywhere. Then when we meet that special soulmate, we tend to think it was fated. And we tend to think that destiny is a done deal, that that is what it is, and there's not much we can do to stop it from happening. And yet in our typically duplicitous way of thinking, we also believe that if we work hard, we can create the life we want. So... Which is true. And what has astrology got to do with destiny? Is an astrological chart a map of one's fate or is it just bunk as some people say? And we go to psychics. We want them to tell us when we will meet our soulmate, when we'll get that job or if we'll get that job. Will we have that money? Will we get rich quick? Whatever we're planning. But are they telling us our destiny? Or on the other polarized end of that stick, is it just bunk? What's true and what's false about destiny, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And in the process, we're going to be talking about something that I call whole chart astrology. Um, you can learn more about that as my work as an astrologer at www.andreamatthewslpc.com slash wholechartastrology.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-C-H-A-R-T astrology, A-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Um, dot com. So, uh, okay, so what, what are we talking about when we talk about destiny? A lot of people get the word destiny mixed up with purpose. We say we're here for a purpose and that we have to find our purpose. And once we know our pur- purpose, we will have known our destiny. We're going to, our destiny is to create that purpose. The problem with that kind of thinking is it assumes that there's got to be some kind of noble purpose to our lives or we aren't worth it. Um, the, the idea of worthiness is based on having found a purpose and lived into it. People say a life is wasted when they haven't lived into what we call a purpose. Uh, I don't know whether any lives are wasted or not. In fact, I would say no, there are no failed or wasted lives because um, I have a belief that we are all in one destiny as a collective and that collect- that destiny is that we are all going to eventually come to know who we are as soul or as divine beings. Um, but we'll talk some more about that in a minute. But, but the idea that each person has to have a purpose is based on the premise of worth, worthiness, 
we think that in order to deserve the right to be here, we have to have lived into a purpose. And that's part of where the idea of destiny came from. The other half of that idea is a, is fate. Fate is something is going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. People say, well, you're, you're, when your time com- comes, your time comes, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I'm not sure that we don't choose that time, too. But the point of the matter is that people believe that f- destiny and fate are uh, synonymous terms. So when we talk about destiny, it comes with that package, purpose and fate. And it's real hard for us to think of destiny any other way. And so when we go to a psychic and we say, well, what's going to happen? Am I going to get that money? Am I going to get that job? Am I going to find my soulmate? What we're hoping is that they will be able to plot out our destiny for us. And it's just a given. It's a fact. That's how it's going to be. But uh, so some of the best psychics in the world will tell us that really that's not how it happens at all. What they will, What really happens is that what they can read is where you are right now. And where you are right now is headed in that direction. Of course, you could change that anytime you want. Um, so then you'd have a different destiny. So when we talk about the idea that we create our lives, well, is that true? And who is the me that's creating my life? Is that my authentic self? Or is that my role? Or is that an odd mixture of both? So, you know, this whole question of destiny gets really blurry when we try to figure that out. So when we read an astrological chart, most people read it from the perspective of uh, this is how it is. This is written on this map. That's how it is. But choice is the final arbiter in everything in everyone's life. And so what an astrological natal chart, which is the chart of your what the sky looked like, it's like a snapshot of the map of the sky on the moment, second, hopefully, of your birth in the place and time where you were born. And what it tells us is not our fate. You know, it's like this little child is born and on that day, everything in his life is already prescripted for him. And I want to go, what is the point? I mean, you put this robot here to uh, t- wind it up and say, okay, go do the thing that you're, you can only do. Uh, no, I don't think that's how it works, but that's just me and you get to decide what you believe. But so that's why we're talking about this today is we want to really put it on the table. What's, what is possible with regard to destiny? So what I want to do today is just talk about what I think about destiny and what, what, what I think it means in terms of both the law of attraction, in terms of astrology, in terms of what we believe to be true about who we are as beings here on this earth. Um, and I want to be able to sort of put that into a, a holistic approach that you can look at and benefit from or reject as you, as you need to do. You may want to argue with it. That's fine too. That helps you figure out what you want. So, all right. Um, the idea of fate. Uh, as most psychics say, uh, I think that, or at least really I think the good psychics will tell us that we have choice and that nothing that they say can be counted on to be a rock or a stone that is written down on a tablet that can't be broken. We, we, uh, we choose our lives moment by moment by moment by moment by moment and we open, hopefully open more and more at each moment. And I think that, you know, whether we know it or like it or not or, or even agree with it or not, we are in some way opening moment by moment by moment. Um, you know, I've known people, you've known people that started life one way and ended life the same way. They just were just one solid, you know, 
thing, and it just stayed that way all their lives. Um, and people say, well, that's Joe. That's just the way Joe is. Joe's always been that way. Joe's always going to be that way, and that's just Joe. And to some degree or another, as we observe it, that's true. What we don't know is what's happening under the surface where we can't see what's going on inside Joe. Um, and what I believe, and, and, and I've talked about duality quite a bit, and I'm going to talk about it again just a little bit today because I think it's the basis for our issues here on this planet. Duality is the premise that we are separate from the divine. And ergo, we are also separate from everything and everyone else here on this earth. And uh, we live in form, and form makes us separate from everything else on earth. So if I'm a person, I can't be one with a tree. And if I'm a tree, I can't be one with a bird, etc., etc. So, uh, but duality is based on the creative endeavor. Okay, it's not based on sin, it's not based on wrongness, it's not based on us having made bad choices one time in our history. It's based on the creative endeavor. So we, uh, as Elohim, uh, we were part of the divine effort to create, and we uh, created, and we created form. Once upon a time, there were, all, everything was formless and void. We created form. When form was created, and we were part of the form that we created, what the form has to ask the question, well, what does this mean now that I'm form? Does, am I separate now from the divine? And that question had to be answered. And so we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because we began to believe that, and this, as, as I say, that metaphor of the, uh, in the Old Testament and the Hebrew Bible and the early Christian Bible is, and story told in other religions as well, is that it is a metaphor that talks about how we think rather than how we were actually created. So what it what it's talking about is we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That means we incorporated into the body-mind a an experience. The word for knowledge is learning by experience. It's not a factual knowledge like we understand knowledge today in scientific terms. It's a learning by experience, and the learning itself is already knowledge. If you look at the root word of that root language of that word. So what that means essentially is that we decided to come to understand and experience duality, a, a separation where God is good and man is evil. And we, and so that was our philosophy. God became far away and distant in some rarefied world of bliss and happiness. And we were down here living in sin and evil and we we uh, believed that we were bad and unworthy to be living up there in that rarefied world where no suffering occurs. Um, and that was the position we took in our thought. And we've been experimenting with that position ever since as a part of the experience of duality that is the knowledge of good and evil. And as a, as a part of that choice, what we're doing is we're actually bringing form into oneness with formlessness. How are we doing that? We're answering all the questions that duality can raise. We're having every possible experience that could possibly come out of the duality trance state. And once we've had all those experiences, we're going to go, okay, yeah, I get it. See, soul and soul and, and form are one. Form and formlessness are one. They are the same thing. Quantum physics is already beginning the process of proving that for us, that form is also formlessness. And when we'll get that piece, we'll also begin to get that formlessness is also form. And that's the piece that's really, really hard for us to understand because we begin to think that formlessness, uh, that is, is, is something 
it's, it's too big, too high, too holy for us to understand or grasp. But what we are becoming to understand is that form is also formlessness. So if form is also formlessness, then formlessness is also form. And one day, formlessness and form will be one. And that is our destiny. That is something that we will all experience eventually. How that will happen, I can't say, but we're all in that process right now. Our karma is leading us there, and karma is not that thing we think it is where if you do bad in one life and you'll get bad in the next or do bad, do good in one life and get good in the next. That's not what karma really is. What karma really is is the intention of the soul to accomplish its desires. So the, the, the soul intends that we come to know it as one with form and vice versa. And so the soul is going to make that happen little by little by little by little in each incarnation. And that's what we're getting each time we come. A little more connection between form and formlessness. A little more knowledge that we are both form and formlessness. And once we all get that on the grandest scale, that's when the world will evolve into a new heaven and a new earth. And that's when the universe will take on the next creative endeavor. So that's what we're all about here in terms of our global destiny. But we're going to be talking more after the break about what is the truth about our individual destiny, our individual journey that we're taking, because I think we can transpose the word journey and destiny. So we'll talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And we're talking today about the definition of destiny as, and our global collective destiny as well as the individual destiny. So we talked a little bit about duality and what we're doing here as a collective during that first segment of the show. And we're going to talk now a little bit more about the individual and how that individual fits into the collective uh, destiny. So, so again, we all have choices. As I said about the definition of destiny does not mean that we are doomed or fated to act a certain way or have a certain thing, but rather that we are constantly choosing our journey. And that's why the word destiny and the word journey can be interchangeable. And matter of fact, it could be uh, uh, actually the same meaning. So our journey, along our journey, we're constantly choosing every moment of every day, what we're going to do in this very next second. And uh, so every little choice we make is a part of our journey, our individual journey. And sometimes we can make little choices along the way that put us into an identity that tell us tells us who we think we are. Um, actually, there's another whole us in there, an authentic self in there that may not act at all like the mask and costume we wear and identify with, but is actually... Uh, taking those choices that we make in identity and using them as the transformative force that will ultimately convert us into awareness of who we are as divine beings. So every choice we make along the way is being utilized by the energy of the authentic self or the soul to accomplish its desired outcome. Uh, there's a passage in Isaiah 55:11 that says, "My word will not return to me empty." And you can read that whole paragraph there about what what that means, and you can tra- uh, interpret it your own way. You may not agree with my interpretation, but my interpretation is that that passage is telling us that there is no way we can have a failed life. We are that word. We are the I am that I am. And we cannot have a failed life. Not any, not one. Not one life has been wasted. Not one life is failed. No matter how dark it looks. No matter how, uh, how sad and, and miserable that existence seems to be to us as onlookers. We're only looking at it from a very limited and dualistic perspective. And that perspective says that person's got one life and this is it and they're screwing it up. How can they do that? Well, they're doing that because it's a part of their journey and each choice they're making along the way is helping them get to a place where they will understand themselves to be one with the divine. And that understanding means sometimes we have to go to the darkest places in order to find the light. I read a passage just the other day that was talking about the illumination that comes in the darkness. And that is so true that in our darkest moments is when we get the biggest light. And so it's so true that when somebody goes to the darkest reaches of humanity, no matter how seemingly evil that seems to be to us, that that person is also making choices that not only help them get to the place where they are uh, fully aware of themselves as divine beings, but help the collective in some kind of way. So, for example, 
the, uh, the, the person who is carrying some kind of really dark, murderous energy is carrying that in part for the rest of us who don't want to carry it. Because every one of us has some of that in us. But we don't want to live that out. And so who's going to do that for us? Where are we going to put that? Where are we as a collective going to compartmentalize that? You know, think about the collective of humanity as one big uh, psyche. And so where are we going to compartmentalize in that psyche the stuff that's that dark? Where are we going to put that? Well, some part of us is going to have to carry that. And that part of us is that person. And he, he or she is doing it for all of us. So we don't have to. So we could thank that person for carrying that darkness for us instead of just projecting onto them and saying, oh, my gosh, how horrible you are, and I don't want anything to do with you, and please go away. Now, again, I want to say this. I'm, I have to say this every time I bring this subject up because people go, oh, my God, are you telling us to let all the prisoners out of jail? No, I'm not saying that. Swallow the keys. You do not have to let any prisoners out of jail. Okay? What, I, what I'm saying is we need to understand the psychology, the spirituality behind that dynamic. I'm not saying set all the serial killers loose on an innocent uh, group of victims that they can just kill at, at their leisure. I'm saying that they carry our darkness for us, and we also carry some of their light for them. So there's a mutuality to this thing. We're all one big, huge psyche, and everything that goes on goes on for all of us. There's nothing that goes on that is separated from any of the rest of us. And that's how we need to think of ourselves as part of a collective. We're not alone. There's nothing that we do that is alone. There's nothing that we do that it doesn't impact other people, even if we do it alone, because every energy carries into the, the oneness that we are. So uh, that, that journey is a part of our, our destiny. That journey is our destiny because it is our journey, and those words are interchangeable. So as we're choosing, the, the soul is, is taking each choice, good, bad, or indifferent, and making, turning it into, alchemically, into something that will help the, the soul and the body recognize themselves as one with each other. Form will know itself as formlessness, and formlessness will know itself as form. There's our destiny as a group, and as an individual, each choice we make is getting us to the same place. So the law of attraction, as you know, I've said this before about my book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. The true law of attraction is that we're attracted to and by all of those things, people, places, events, and circumstances that are going to bring us closer and closer to full awareness of who we are. The old version of the law of attraction doesn't allow much room for us to come to know who we are as divine beings. It only allows room for us to attract those things and circumstances we want. Um, and, and, and really that's why I think the, the law of attraction as we first came to understand it is not working because it, it, it left out the soul. And the soul is in charge of everything that's going on here on planet Earth, whether we want to know that or not. So, okay, so now let's say that you come to an astrologer. And I'm an astrologer, so, and again, you can find out about the kind of work that I do at Andrea Matthews, www.andreamatthewslpc.com slash www, uh, and leave off the www, sorry, wholechartastrology.com. So it's andreamatthewslpc.com slash wholechartastrology.com. So, you can go there and learn more about what I do. I do a little brief reading uh, uh, for folks, sometimes for free. Um, you can learn about that, too. It's just a little brief uh, overview of your chart. But the point is that um, astrology does not tell us our fate. 
It does not tell us that we're born to do X, Y, and Z, and that's what we're going to do. In fact, you can look at Adolf Hitler's chart and find out that there's a lot of good in his chart. He made some choices to take the energy of his chart and do something else with it. I think the good we find in his chart, what we call good, we find in his chart, uh, defines what his soul was up to in spite of what he was up to. Um, so he has impacted the world in a huge way, and his chart tells us that he has the capacity to do that. But he did it in a very warped way, according to our perspective here on Earth, and and uh, in a very horrible way for many, many people who experienced his horrors um, and the, the people who followed him uh, that also contributed to that. So what does that mean? Does that mean we just say, oh, well, Hitler was a good guy doing a bad thing? No, what we do is we re- we look at the energy that was present there and we begin to see what was really going on. So, I mean, there could be, I could do a long lecture on what was going on with Adolf Hitler's chart. I won't do that now because that would be pretty boring for a lot of people who don't even understand or agree with astrology. What I do want to say is that astrology is a, is a map that tells you the challenges to your, to, to you as a person, uh, and what you might be trying to deal with here in this life, this incarnation. Uh, it, it can tell you the sort of metaphor about past life experiences through your south node, which is a node of the moon. All the planets have nodes, but the one that we've looked at the most is the one, the nodes of the moon, which have to do with pivotal points uh, around the moon. And what those what those nodes tell us is that um, there's a there's a place we've come from and a place we're trying to get to. And the place we've come to from is the south node, or some people call it the dragon's tail. And uh, the south node says something about the metaphor of our lives. It d- doesn't tell us the details of our li- of our previous life. It doesn't tell us um, specifically what address we lived at or who we were married to or what job we had. But it can give us a metaphor to work with. And then the north node will tell us, where we're trying to go to. And usually it has something to do with the opposite of what the south node. So if the south node has a lack or a minus, then the north node is going to want to fill that minus in. So that tells us something about what the soul is up to. But every one of the planets is interacting with those nodes in some kind of way as well and interacting with each other. So when people talk about uh, reading their horoscope in the newspaper, it's bunk. Uh, now that that is bunk. Okay, so take that to the newspaper with you. Um, that is not going to tell you anything except where the sun is in the sky. It doesn't tell you about where your sun is related to uh, the uh, the rest of your planets in your chart. The sun is in the sky, and it's at a certain place relative to your sun. But that's all you can know. Uh, that's that's it. You can see where the sun is in the sky relative to where your sun was on the moment you were born. And that's all it can tell you. It can't tell you where your planets are or anything else because everybody's planets are in a different place if they were born in a different year or a different time or a different city. So where they are in the houses, where they are in the signs, all of that's going to make a big difference. And the moment of your birth tells you where, what house they're going to be in. So if you don't even know the moment of your birth, you're not going to know which house it's going to be in. So all of those things impact each other. 
And so what, what we typically get when we go to an astrologer online is we get, you know, we pay 10, 20, 15, $30 for a reading that's an interpretation that you can read out and pass around. But what it will tell you is, okay, it'll say your sun is sextile, your, your Jupiter is sextile, your Venus. Okay. And it'll tell you what that means. But your Jupiter's also square your Saturn. And it won't tell you what that means unless you try to put the two together in some kind of way that only you can know about because they're not going to tell you those connections. Uh, so when you don't see that, uh, when you can't put those two energies together, then you're missing out on what the collective energy is doing. And what I do when I read a chart is I read the whole chart. I don't split it up into all its little pieces. I read the whole chart. So the whole chart is a, is a confluence of energy that has to be read and understood as a confluence of energy instead of just um, separate little things that you can read about yourself. And we're going to talk just a little bit more about that. When we come back after the break, we're going to be talking about your chart and your destiny. Stay tuned for more. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today about destiny, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, what we said earlier is that it is not a fate that we are doomed to live out. It is rather a journey, and that journey is filled with choices, and those choices are all going to be used by the soul to bring about its de- intention, which is to bring us to full awareness of who we are as soul. And the law of attraction does the same thing. Karma is the soul's intention to fulfill the soul's desire that we become 
oh, fully aware of ourselves as soul. The law of attraction attracts us to those people, places, things, events, and circumstances that are going to bring us to full awareness of who we are as soul, ultimately, in one lifetime or another. Um, and each one of our choices is also working with the soul in a, as alchemistry to help us come, become more and more aware of who we are as soul. Those th- dark choices, light, cho- light choices, mistakes, uh, promises kept, all of those things that we do in life, good, bad, or ugly, are going to be ultimately used by the soul to bring us to full awareness of who we are as divine beings. That is uh, uh, the, the ultimate outcome. That is the second coming of Christ, as you will, if you will I'll put that term in quotation marks, because uh, it is the second coming of ourselves as fully aware of who we are as I am that I am. So, um, we came once knowing that we gave that up when we decided to fall into the trance state of duality and we will come back to that full awareness eventually because that's who we are. Ultimately, we all become aware of who we are at some level. So that's where we're headed as a collective and each individual is headed that way too. But in the process, there's a lot of choices that are being made. And when we talk about astrology and how it can help guide us to understand our lives, what we're not talking about is that astrology can tell you that this is your fate, this is how it's going to be, deal with it. That's not what it's doing. What it actually is doing is saying, here are the challenges, here, uh, here are some potential things that you might be able to do to to uh, work with those challenges to bring yourself to your north node or to your ultimate outcome in this particular incarnation. Um, and so, so I said in this, the south node will help us understand some metaphors that we might be able to use to understand our life in our previous life that we came from into this life. So the south node might give us a metaphor about, for example, shame or pain and shame and pain. And we might, so that south node might be in Virgo. So for example, that might, and, and where it is in the house and where it is in the, in that sign and what it's correlated with. I'm not going to go into all that depth because it, again, it would be too complex and boring for y'all listeners. So I don't want to do that. What I do want to do though is say, so let's say it represents shame and pain and where you're headed for in this life is to recognize yourself as worthy. All right. But along the way, you have to come to, you have to walk through some other goopy stuff to get there. So what's likely to happen is in the early part of your life, you may uh, fulfill that shame and pain again. You may, say, become addicted to a substance. And that's a way of sort of shaming yourself more. It's a way of saying, see, I'm not worthy. It's also a way of uh, dousing the pain. So that you don't feel so pain, so pained about things. So then, okay, let's say you become, uh, somebody that who, who overcomes or who gets into recovery, uh, and really manages to stay there. So now it's not anymore about worthiness. So it's not becoming worthy. It's recognizing that it's not about worthiness. And then it's just about living life and being fully alive. And now, You've tapped into a really important part of the soul. So along the way, you made a lot of choices that got you into addiction. You can say, wow, that first part of my life was wasted. No, it got you to that really dark place where you became illumined. And once you came into the darkness, you saw the light and the light 
began to help you look to the next choices, set of choices you were going to make, which for some people is working a 12-step program. There's other programs out there, but I'll use that for an example. And uh, to get into some kind of spiritual endeavor that helps you stay focused on who you are and what you want in your life. And doing that makes you feel alive, and then it becomes not so much about worthiness, and it becomes more about living life. So you see, that's how that can work together. Um, in the same way, you, we might come from a place where we're uh, we're dependent on other people. And so the goal in its opposition, which would be the North Node, the South and the North Node are always opposite each other. So the goal would be to become more independent. So how would might that work? So the person might come into life uh, feeling very needy and vulnerable and and maybe even have some kind of physical malady that makes them have to depend on other people. And so they walk through that dependency and they demand that other people take care of them. And, and then they reach this zenith. Um, people talk about hitting bottom through addiction. I talk about those as zeniths, this zenith of awareness where they become fully aware that, you know what, this dependency thing's not working for me so much anymore. And then they go, well, okay, how do I become more independent? Well, I've got this physical malady, this physical problem. What is it? What am I going to, how I need other people? Well, then, then they become aware that it's not so much independence that they're seeking, but interdependence, which is what we all are. We're all one with each other and we're all interdependent on each other. And so I might become more aware of myself as a person who's, who's, uh, fully capacitated, regardless of physical malady to, to, to live out my own joy, to live out my own desires. I can, I'm fully capacitated to do that, my own strength. And day by day by day, I begin to make choices that, that bring that into actuality. And that, that way I'm leading myself to my destiny. So you see, each one of the choices that we're making along the way are helping us to get to that north node in the, in the whole chart. But also all of the planets that are in that chart are working together to, to facilitate that. And so when we just jump to a conclusion that, okay, well, my son is in Scorpio, so that means that I must be secretive and, and, uh, uh, probably have some kind of sex hang up and, you know, or just real, I think of myself as a real sexy dude or dudette, whatever, uh, you know, and that's, and maybe I like power. You know, we could stop right there and we'd be losing 90% of what astrology has to give us. And so when we, when we, when we lose out, when we miss out on that, uh, information, what we're, what we, do is miss out on the potential to understand ourselves better. So astrology, okay, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the answer to everyone's dilemma. It's, it's just a tool, just like thousands of other tools. It's just a tool. But it, what it can help us become aware of is not just whether, you know, whether or not we are maybe eventually going to meet Mr. Right or Miss Right, but, but what relationship really is all about for us as a soul. That's what astrology really can give us. And that's why I do whole, whole chart astrology rather than just, um, you know, reading the different signs and the, you know, where your Jupiter is in Aries and, you know, how close it is to your Uranus and whether or not there's a T square between Uranus and Neptune and, and Jupiter or whatever. It's not just about that. It's about the whole picture all put together. Just like when somebody looks at you, they don't just look at your arm and say, wow, that's hairy. <laughs> they they look at the whole of you. 
I mean, they may pick out some details to look at and observe as they get to know you better, but they're gonna, the first thing they're gonna see is the whole picture. So that's the way we want to look at astrology. We want to look at it as a whole picture. Um, so it can be real confusing when you go online and go to, um, say some of the other, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but some of the other astrological sites and hear that your sun is square your Jupiter and your Saturn is trying your Uranus and your, um, your Venus is, uh, in conjunct your, your Mars and you know, you're going to hear all those things and you're going to read all that and you're not going to know how to put the pieces together. What we want to do is put all those pieces together so you get one whole clear picture. And that's why I do whole chart astrology. So, um, so when I do a reading, what I do is try to tell people about what it is that the whole is saying, not, well, here you got this and you got that and you got the other. And so that's what this means. Um, and because those things are so scripted out, uh, say Jupiter square Mars, whatever, uh, is so scripted out, uh, by certain astrologers that this is what this means. And of course you can get a different opinion from different astrologers as well, because it's extremely interpretive. Um, and so you don't really get the whole picture. So now what does that got to do with, uh, with destiny and fate and, uh, what, whether or not we're going to get that money or we get that job or get that soulmate? Well, it has this to do with it. The soulmate, the job and the money have only one purpose and that is to help you get to know yourself as a soul. They, they, each one of those things that we invite into our lives is, is meant to help us to become aware of ourselves as divine beings. So everything we encounter, if I get that job and I find out later that, well, that's not the job I really wanted. I thought I was getting this kind of job, but actually I'm working for a boss that really is um, pretty hateful and mean to me. Well, then, you know, this is not going to be the job I want to keep. So what is that all about? What does that mean to me? How does that fit into my destiny? How does that fit into my whole chart? So when I do a reading, we can take that challenge and say, okay, well, let, let's see what that means in terms of your soul. And that's what it's all about. And not necessarily whether or not you're going to get out of the job, although that's what people come screaming into astrology wanting to know is, am I going to get that other job? Oh, my God, I can't stand this one more day working for this person who's so awful to me. Um, or... Or, uh, I can't stand it one more minute that I don't have the money I need. Or, or I can't stand it one more minute that I haven't met Mr. or Miss Wright. You know, can't you tell me that I'm going to have that right away? And actually, I remember a time in my life when I went to an astrologer and, and he told me, yeah, you, you might meet somebody, but and it's going to be a very unique relationship, but it's probably not the one. It's not probably not the one you're going to stay with the rest of your life. And I was like, <sighs> sighing and going, yeah, well, yeah, I don't want to meet that one. I want to meet the other one, you know, but that one had something to give me. And what they had to give me was very, very important. And, 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 and it gave my soul something that my soul needed. So when we argue with our fate or our, you know, our, I don't mean fate in terms of doomness, but our destiny, our journey, when we argue with our journey and destiny, what we're doing is saying, yeah, but I really want this other thing. And so often that's what we're also doing with the law of attraction. Um, and one of the main reasons I wrote the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer for, to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, because what we're, what we're doing with that is saying, this is the life I've determined I want and I have to have it. And so I'm going to do everything 
that I need to do in terms of creating a vision board and thinking positive thoughts and staying on top of my emotions and making sure there's no negative emotions and, you know, kicking around the stuff that's in my unconscious to make sure that it doesn't sabotage me either. And that's how I'm finally going to have what I want. And, you know, that's the way I have to, it has to be or I've failed. That paradigm, that whole paradigm is this is what I want or else I've failed. And that's not taken into consideration that the soul cannot fail. And there's nothing that we want. Even the desire itself is a part of the alchemistry that is going forward to help us find out who we are. Even if that desire is thwarted and frustrated, it's helping us find out who we are. So we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for this last segment. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. we're back talking today about your destiny what that means the journey of your life and what that means what uh, it is to have a collective oversoul as some people call it or a collective psyche where all of us are one psyche one large giant soul each part of us facilitating other parts of us uh and uh and also as an individual what does it mean to have your own destiny as an individual and we've been putting that together with the idea of whole chart astrology rather than picking out the little pieces of a chart and or or, or astrological reading and trying to determine what that little piece means um 
And I told you that I have a, a website that you can go to to actually get your own reading. Uh, and that is called www.andreamatthewslpc.com slash wholechartastrology.com. Um, so you can go there and learn more about that work and, uh, uh, and I can do a set up, set up a reading for you if you'd like to do that. In the meantime, what I want to talk to you about is this whole thing about the journey. What does it mean to be on a journey to learn more about who we are as soul? Well, first it means that we're walking through duality to get there. And so there is, there's no such thing as a mistake. Um, we, we live our lives based in something very, very real. Something that is not, uh, all about whether or not we, uh, meet Mr. Wright today or whether or not we have X amount of money or whether or not we, um, said the right thing to this guy or this girl or whether or not they're mad at us or who's arguing with who and who's dating who and who's cheating on who. All that stuff is just part of the dynamic dark and light that is bringing us collectively and individually to full awareness of who we are as divine beings. So we are so much more than we think we are. But we live in this duality trance state where we believe that we're small, finite creatures who are only limited. But really, one of the things that an astrological reading can tell us, and it's so amazing to me, one of the first things that was really amazing to me, was that it told me that my limitations were a part of my strength. So my bones, well, they they put me in this body, and this body is what I walk around in. But my body is also formlessness, so it's also soul. So my limitations, just like my bones limit me, they I can't fly and I can't you know walk out of my body and walk somewhere else. But my soul, my my formlessness that is my body, can is connected to soul in such a profound way that uh, my body is actually performing for my soul and my soul is actually performing within my body. Does that mean I'm doing everything right? That's the way we typically think of soul is holiness, so it, therefore it can't be doing anything wrong. No, but what it does mean is that there is no real separation. And uh, so what my body does do, whether I might in the dualistic trance state think of it as a mistake or not, my body is actually doing something that my soul can use to bring me to higher awareness of who I am as a divine being. So um, in that sense, my limitations can become my strength. So I cannot, there are things I cannot do. I cannot lift um, you know, a two-ton piece of furniture, but... My, in my journey, one of my things that I'm working on in this life is to bring uh, awareness to the fact that I need other people. I've, in my previous lives, I was a, a, a somebody who was extremely independent. In this life, I'm learning that I'm not here alone, and I'm 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 need other people, and that I need to ask for help when I need it, and I need to um, to reach out to people to help facilitate my own awareness, and I need to in, interact with people in a way that's going to make help me grow. So, uh, so the fact that I can't lift that two-ton piece of furniture, which I would have tried to do in an earlier time in my life, whether it hurt me or not. Uh, is a good thing because now I have to ask for help so it helps me get where I need to go. So you see what I'm saying is every, every limitation helps me grow in some kind of way. So there's nothing in my life 
that can't be used to facilitate my furthering awareness of myself as a divine being. And that is why we're attracted to those things, people, places, events, and circumstances that will bring us to that awareness. Now, I can choose, I could choose to work only with my south node, which means I'm going to have a lot more chaos. The south node in the chart is where I'm going to have the most chaos in my life. So I could choose to stay stuck in not needing other people. Uh, and, you know, just I refuse to need other people and I'm independent and I'm tough and I'm strong and I can handle it. Leave me alone. I can do that and I'll have more chaos. What does that do? Uh-oh, does that mean I've made a mistake in this life and I'm going to look back when I'm 84 and go, oh, my gosh, I've screwed up, wasted this whole life trying to do something I couldn't do. Well, I might feel that way when I'm 84, but even that feeling is going to help me in the next life become more aware of who I am as a divine being because I'll be taking that with me into the next life as a continuation of this life. So that's how you you see no life is separate from the other life either. They're all a continuation. We're all in this long continuum from starting off with having eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil all the way to when we are married fully married, fully united with the divine as who we are. So uh, in that sense, then what we're doing here is extremely valuable because we're changing the whole universe. There's not one of us who's not a part of this plan to change the entire universe. We are part of the creative endeavor to create a world where form and formlessness are one. That was not so before planet Earth came to be. Everything was formless and void before that. We are creating a planet where form and formlessness will come to be known as one. We are a part of the creation. How cool is that? So I guess what I want to say here is that in all of our endeavors, if there's one thing that you remember from this, what I'm talking about today, if you forget everything else that I've said, remember this. There's nothing that you're doing, saying, thinking, feeling, or experiencing that is not a part of the whole journey from the beginning where you ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil to the end where you're fully aware of yourself as a divine being. Nothing that you can do that will separate you from that journey. And, and there's nothing that anyone can do to you that will separate you from that journey. There's nothing that happens in your life that separates you from that journey because you and that journey are one. And and so there is no such thing as separation. That word came about as a result of the duality trance state. That word came about as a part of our thinking, uh, our first thinking about the law of attraction with books like The Secret that said we have to attract to us the things that we want instead of knowing that we already have them. We already have them. We don't have to attract them. We are attracted to and by all those things, people, places, events, and circumstances that will bring us further and further to a full awareness of who we are as divine beings. That's where the attraction works. All right, so that's it for today. We're going to continue this talk next week about uh, on the topic of the mystic's journey. We've been talking a little bit about the mystic's journey today, but we're going to learn more about that next week, so stay tuned for that. And remember, your job should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.
Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history.